0: The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers! Start your engine.
1: Strap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast.
0: Welcome in to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb, I'm Rod Gomez, and we are all starring it up this week. Obviously, it is the North Wilkesboro in North Carolina track. It's the throwback. It's the just let's get crazy with a track that no driver's been on since 1996, basically. Uh, well, except for the ones that rode on it earlier this week and... Yeah. yeah. There
1: was actually actually if you go back to twenty ten, it reopened for one season. There was a late model race there with a bunch of these young drivers. Um, none of them really turned out to be anything. But uh Chase Elliott, mm. Alex Bowman, Ryan Blaney, we're all in that race. Uh who knows what happened to those guys, but uh they've I guess they have a, a slight bit of experience. Obviously, Bowman not gonna be which has been officially confirmed by the way by Hendrick. Uh Bowman will not be racing this weekend. I think it's gonna be a few weeks before we see Bowman, but uh but they do they do have that minor experience here, but uh I don't know you can way too much into that when they were like sixteen at the time. Yeah, <laughs> well a while ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know there's milk cartons on there now with their faces on it, so they're trying to figure out where they are. Uh but yeah, I don't know that you can take much away from that. I obviously they know they know what it feels like. I'm sure they've tried to sim it. I don't know. They scanned the track, obviously, to make it to where they could uh, run it in racing and stuff like that. But
1: we both know that.
0: It's, it's weathered
1: a lot it. since then. I mean, that was 14 years ago, basically. So Yeah. yeah so
0: we'll, we'll definitely see how this all plays out. Again, the trucks are going to run who knows how much concrete they're going to kick up the, the day before, you know, and how much if they can even patch it between well they've
1: got they actually uh bob pockers again interviewed him earlier this week so go back and check out that episode for sure if you haven't uh if you're just dipping in for the dfs episode go back to the darlington recap show from monday monday evening we had bob pockers on that was a great great interview with him but uh he did tweet out that they have like a team on standby basically to repair issues because they're they're expecting you know some things to maybe give away. they've got cars on track all week um, the ASA late models were on there. The Cars Tour late models have been on there. The trucks are going to be on there. They're going to have heat races. They're going to have the open. They're going to have the all-star race. Like, And again, this track has just been neglect. Like It's not been taken care of at all. It was literally Bruton Smith said, just let it rot into history Like and just left it alone. And now, obviously, it's been revived, but they're still racing on that surface that's been there, I think... Gosh, I'll have to look. The last time it was paved, I think, was like, I want to say in the 70s. So it, uh, it's been a hot minute. So that surface is uh, pretty old, pretty fragile. It's going to be a lot of fun.
0: It looks like, and, and you know, if you've been to some of these older high schools that haven't really updated their track in a long time, and there's cracks and there's, you know, just it's been well-loved for many, many years. And then, you know, somebody finally comes back on it and they want to run a race and, They have to contend with all of the cracks, all of the bumps. It's not straight. Like, I can only imagine how these guys are. I mean, as nostalgic as they are, getting on this track, they're probably like, damn, this is going to be crazy. Yeah,
1: 1981, by the way, last time this track was repaved. So, been around for... a hot minute
0: <laughs> yeah and and even then like you got to think that the weather done what the weather's done to this track and the neglect like you said there's trees growing out into flag yep. stands well, yeah.
1: they they've had to they had to fill in cracks where grass was growing through the race track i mean that's to the point this was at like i said before like a, there was a tree growing through the flag stand there was when dale jr brought i racing out there to to scan the track they had, they had to bring out you know equipment and mow things and and pull the weeds. They were literally on their hands and knees pulling weeds out of the racetrack. It, it was in sham- literal shambles and uh, for them to be back on it again, we've, we've talked about it all week, but it is awesome to see them come back here and uh, and be racing on this the surface again. Very true. Uh, We've
0: already touched on the betting aspect of it, so go back, listen to the betting episode if you're looking for some picks. Uh, This is, of course, the DFS episode where we will give you our DFS picks. This is almost like a super speedway in that we're just going to be picking a bunch—I mean, we're not going to be picking random ones from a hat. Obviously, there's a little more to go off of than that, but— We still don't know where these guys are starting. We still don't know more so now because there's not that many cars on the track. So place differential is not going to be that big of a thing. Lead laps may be a a big thing, but we don't know because we don't know if somebody's going to be able to lead a lot of laps on this. Like we don't know. There's a lot of unknowns to this. So we're just going to give you solid drivers that we think are going to do well on this track.
1: Yes, that is the plan.
0: (laughs) That is definitely the plan. There's no, there's really no rhyme or reason past that. Uh, And like we talked about in the betting episode, our handicap is based solely probably on what they've done in the past, something of what they've done on a short track, because obviously this track is not like any other, and we'll talk about that. But first, we've got to step away for a quick break because we have to pay some bills and tell you all about Edge Boost, SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest simply deposit funds into your account and edge boost will match the deposit so you can use twice the funds on any legal sports betting site edge currently offers up to 2500 in advances as you build a repayment history my edge double down play of the day is martin Tricks Jr. to win this race go find that and then make sure that you uh double down on it with edge with this special offer the first 500 sgpn users will start a $1,000 advance limit, and the next 2,500 users will start at $500. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use, only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, as we do every week on the DFS episode, we will give you a high price driver a mid-price driver, and a value driver. And Cody, you mentioned it just before we hit on the air. The prices are quite generous this week.
1: Yeah, it it is. So I want to go back real quick. Uh, Like you said, not really any comp tracks. It's hard to, to super compare anything. We don't have a ton to look at for this race. It is an exhibition race, but it's Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you win or you, you lose. Like it's, that's literally all this race is. Second place doesn't matter. There's no points. There's no stage racing. Um, and so there's going to be guys going for it. That leads to the potential for wrecks late where guys are, are going to move people. You go back and watch, you know, some of the highlights and rusty Wallace and, and, uh, Darrell Waltrip racing for at the time, $200,000 back in, I think that race was in the seventies or or early eighties. Um, obviously, it's it's a million now, but that, that's it. You 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 win. You get a million dollars. You get second, and it doesn't mean a single thing, and nobody cares. It's not a good points day. It's nothing. So expect that uh, again. I think the way we're kind of approaching this is is similar to a super speedway, where it's you don't exactly know what's going to happen in this race. You don't exactly know how things are going to play out. It's hard to handicap uh, a real solid strategy. So. Go lighter, obviously still have fun. Get the guys you want. Uh, We're kind of just gut handicapping, I guess, more on this one than anything. So we've got the guys that we like. Um, Also, a note as far as scoring goes, and I'm really glad that DraftKings did this, um, but when you go in, all the drivers not locked into the all-star race are marked questionable, like they would be in a football lineup or anything like that, which is very nice. So you know those are the guys. But you're not going to want to set your lineups until between the races. So, you know, reserve your contests and all that beforehand, but be paying attention. Once the All-Star Open is over, we know which two drivers advance into the All-Star race. We then know who the fan vote guy is. That's when you're going to want to set your lineups um, once you know the full field and exactly where everyone's starting. Um, Like you said, place differential not going to be as big, although it will factor in. There's going to be, I think it's 25 guys, 24, 25 guys in the main race. Um, and laps led and fast laps are going to be important as well, but there's not too many of those to go around with a and a shorter. I think we're doing 200 laps, right? 200, that? yep. Yeah, so not a ton of those, but, but enough to make a difference. Uh, and then finishing position, obviously, is probably going to be one of the biggest key factors in this. Um, but yeah, and then to the pricing point, like you just said, Larson, 10,100. That's actually sort of cheap as far as the top of things go. Generally, he's 11 2, 11, 5 the last couple of weeks. Um, and then below that, everybody's under 10,000. Harvick is actually second on this at 9,900. But if you think about it, when you go to build these lineups, um, let's see, the lowest guy that is locked in is Austin Sindrick. He's all the way down to 5,700. But the Josh Palickis, the Ty Dillons, the JJ Yaleys, Likely not going to be able to use any of those punt plays because they're likely going to be in the actual all-star race. So going to have to be something you're going to have to keep an eye on. Luckily, they did give you the salary relief, which will allow you to make bigger lineups. Uh, this, it's it's going to be fun to to build lineups for this.
0: You know, and you're talking about that as well. The the ones that we think are going to advance, obviously, go back to the betting episode. We give you that for sure uh, as well. But the prices of some of the ones that we actually do think are going to advance, a la Josh Berry, he's at eighty four hundred dollars. He's priced right up there with the Ross Chastains and the Chase Elliots of the world. AJ Allmendinger at eighty one hundred. Ty Gibbs at eighty eight thousand 8, 8, even. So. Even if these guys make it, they're not necessarily punt plays because they're all priced in that mid tier range that you know even if they make it, it's not like oh great, I got a low I got a low guy. no, you've still gotta make some lineup choices because if they make it, they're still in that price range where you've got to, you've got to finagle something uh, and, and make it work.
1: yeah, and I will say if you're one of those people that's going to forget to set your lineup between things, set a lineup once the, once we know who's in. <laughs> the guys who are locked in, at least set once you have one, but I wouldn't have your official lineup until after we know who's in. I, I would say you're going to have to play at least one of those guys that that works their way in. Those will be the last three starters in the race, what, and they're going to have some practice on the track already. They're going to have those laps. They're going to have gotten in the groove, um, and they're going to have huge place differential upside um, if there's cars that wreck out, it's going to give them spots. In my opinion, you have to play at least one of those three guys. If not two of them, we'll see which three you get in. Maybe you play hall three. I don't, I don't know yet. It, we'll have to see when we get there, but don't just, you know, once they, once we know the lineup for the, for the guys that are already locked in, don't just set a lineup and forget it. You're going to want to go back and revisit and, and I think you're going to want to at least add one of those guys just because of the upside. and. If they're good enough to win the open race, those guys are going to be better than some of the guys that are already locked into this race. So you have guys like Austin Sindrick. He's in there because he won the Daytona 500 last year, not because he's a fast car every week that's winning a bunch of races. Guys like Eric Jones, he won the Southern 500 last year when they were having a really good season and he had a really fast car. That hasn't been the case this season. And so, but if a Ty Gibbs gets in there, if a Josh Berry gets in there, those are t- the two favorites, of course, uh, for the open race right now. That's another Hendrick and another Gibbs car that start dead last, basically, in this race. They, they're going to have to require being looked at and likely at least one of them play it.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, that's one of those two. So, yeah, if Josh Berry and or Gibbs get in, that's almost a no-brainer.
1: Uh, and yeah, even all the I mean, Even some of these other guys, too. Yeah. If it's a Ryan Priest, if it's an Eric Alarola, like, anyone who wins that that open race and finishes second in that I think is is going to be good enough you're go- unless everyone wrecks and it's J.J. Yaley and Josh Balicki, then maybe don't play those guys. But, I not, but- otherwise, <laughs> I think you'll be fine playing any of those other guys.
0: Okay, so the way this is going to work, too, the way the uh, the race works is this is 200 laps, right? And so the first 100 laps are going to run off, and then they're going to have a competition caution somewhere in that vicinity, they'll take a pit stop they'll do it's not a it's not a, a green flag type pit stop it's a you know in place pit stop they'll do that they'll run them back out again and then on the last 100 laps they've got one set of sticker tires that they can use within that 100 laps there is no designation as to when they have to use it they're just going to be told to use it within that 100 laps so this is where again this is a different strategy than we're used to because these guys can run 100 laps, no problem, and probably run about 100 laps on tires, too, if they really, really wanted to. I doubt they could, but, um, you know.
1: I, I don't know about that on the yeah. surface. but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we'll see. Speed-wise, you're going to be giving up a lot of speed by that point. <laughs> yeah,
0: but then that's the thing. The drivers have to decide. The crew chiefs have to decide. Do you want to wait late in the run? How late in the run our yeah. new, new tires going to benefit you? Because they don't know this yet. They don't have well, data. I mean,
1: You short pit, you get caught in caution. I mean, there's a hundred different ways it could go, so that's going to be interesting. One other thing, too, I want to note that the DFS lineups only count for the All-Star Race, the main event, the 200 laps, not the heat races earlier in the week, not the All-Star Open. None of that counts. So if if Josh Berry goes and leads 100 laps in the All-Star Open, that doesn't translate into the All-Star Race. It's only what happens in those 200 laps for the all-star race just as a as a quick scoring note yeah don't uh don't go picking josh Berry and then he wins
0: and you're like yes oh wait no and, never mind
1: and do not play somebody that does not make it into the all-star don't go in there and set your lineup and say well josh barry's gonna make it and plug him in there and then he gets in a wreck or doesn't make it and yeah that, that make sure you gotta pay attention if you you're going to be playing these lineups make sure you're paying attention on sunday absolutely
0: uh, all right well we'll give you our drivers when we come back from our second break and uh, we'll give you we'll start with the high price drivers like we always do for your dfs lineups for this nascar all-star race let's tell you about shady Rays. shady Rays is teaming up with sgpn for shady may not only are you going to get an amazing pair amazing 50 percent off an amazing pair of sunglasses too but you're going to get a chance to win 500 Shady Rays has always got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses you buy is backed by lost and broken replacements. What that means is you break a pair, you lose a pair. Even day one, minute one, hour one, 100 years later, they told us that they're going to send you a brand new pair of Not even ask you why or how it happened. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they got your back long after your purchase. Plus, if you don't love them, I don't know why, but if you don't, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. The team has always got your back. And for our international listeners, they got your back too with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. So right now, go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take that receipt to SportsGamilyPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May Contest. Well, every DFS lineup has to start somewhere. And more often than not, it starts with the higher-priced drivers because, obviously, they're the ones that we expect to score the most points. So... In this all-star race, Cody, of a race that we know nothing of what's going to happen, even more so than normal, (laughs) who are we suggesting that they start playing uh, their DFS lineups with?
1: Yeah, and again, as we always say every week, like you have to watch and see where people are starting. That's going to factor into this. Try and watch those heat races. Uh, I believe those are Saturday evening. Watch those, see who looks good. There's going to be guys who figure things out. That's basically our practice. I don't think there's actual practice session. I think they just go straight into the heat races. That's the practice. You're going to see who has an advantage in those. Um, so pay attention because there might be certain guys that stand out over the other guys. You might want to get on those guys. If a guy like Kyle Larson comes out, leads all 60 laps in his heat race, you know, blows everybody's doors off, and he starts on the pole, you might you might want to get some of them because he's likely to be fast. He's likely going to lead a lot of laps. Everybody will be playing him, though, so beware, of course. But uh, you know the drill at this point, hopefully, if if you've been listening for a minute. But, uh, again, this is my – I'm giving this this a one-time trial run. We'll see how it goes for me. All in on Mr. Joey Logano. Uh, I've talked about him before. He's the hardest driver, in my opinion, to predict on a week-to-week basis. But there is one thing I know about Next Gen Joe, and that is that he loves first-times. He loves to win things and do things well the first time they happen. Go back to Worldwide Technologies. Last year, won the very first NASCAR Cup Series race there. Go back to the LA Clash at the Coliseum, the first race of that one. Won that one. Go back to Bristol Dirt the first time we were there. Won that one. The first championship in the next-gen Generation 7 car. Won that one. Next-gen Joe likes to get it done. I can just see him popping up, and this is one of those types of races. We know he's got two different personalities, right? He's nice Joey on the outside. Put that helmet on, and he is going for the win every time. Um, I expect the Fords to be fine on speed here. Um, I mean, we if actually, you look at, at the top of this, this board, right, and it's Kyle Larson at the top, as you would expect. Then it's Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano. I think that that alone on the, the DFS pricing board Is very telling that those are the next two guys, not three-time winner this season, William Byron, not popular driver Chase Elliott, not Denny Hamlin, not Martin Tricks Jr. It's Kevin Harvick and Joey Logano as the next two guys. The Fords have been fine on speed on the shorter tracks. I think that that won't be a problem this week. I'm not even fading Chase Briscoe this week, if that tells you how I feel about the Fords. Um, So yeah, all in on Joey Logano. I'm going to keep riding that train. We'll see how he does if he wins me a lot of money the weekend. Maybe I'll try and play him more often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, he just I, I feel like I would have to go back and look. I feel like I've almost never picked him to win or like I don't take him much in head-to-heads because like we've talked about before, like it's either a really good run or a really bad run. There's no in between. He's not consistent at it, but I feel like this is one of those weeks he's going to jump up and, uh, and get it and, and get going.
0: And, you know, we talked about it in the betting episode, too, as far as the narrative is there. I mean, obviously, it's all of these firsts. And, and of course, North Wilkesboro is not a brand new track to NASCAR, but it is a brand new track to almost every single driver that's out there, right. up to and including Joey Logano. So if you're going to put everybody on an equal playing field, right, Joey Logano is usually that guy to break through on an equal playing field and do his best and and break out. So, you know, even if even if somebody did drive on North Wilkesboro in a NASCAR stock car, never in the net in the, the next gen car. Right? We all know that those handle differently. And look, this is a six tenth of a mile track. So again, speed is only as good as you are for six tenths of a mile. Fords can get it done in short spurts, right? I mean this is this is a car that can do that. And I really do think that Joey is a solid play. I mean, that's that's the one that I would go with as well. Um, however, my suggestion. And I, do, I don't
1: think, I, one more thing too, I don't think he's going to be very popular because of his up and down. And with him being this high on the board, like Larson's there, even Harvick's there. You're going to look past him. You're going to go to Bell, Truex, Byron. Elliott is way down the board at 8,300. Like, I think that he's going to get overlooked up here.
0: Yeah, or unless everybody buys into the narrative, which it could happen to, but whatever. It's yeah,
1: possible too. <laughs> um,
0: but again, you, I think if it happens and he hits and you don't have him, you're going to be more pissed off than if he didn't hit and you had him. I, I think that's really what it's all boils down to here in the end. Um, all right, I'm giving my endorsement to Martin Truex Jr., $9,300, a little cheaper than, uh, than Joey Logano. You want to talk about, being able to lead laps on short tracks, right? Martin Truex Jr., uh, over the last, what, 20, since uh, since February of 2020, has actually led the third most laps in short tracks uh, with 618 laps. Now, the top two of those are Denny Hamlin and Chase Elliott. Both of those guys are over 1,000 laps, which is ridiculous. But Martin Truex Jr. Is sitting right there underneath. Martin Truex Jr. just won the clash this to start this season off. We have given him so much grief over the last, well, season and a half, I suppose, about how just in his head he was, how distracted he was. He did not look good at all last season, and you could tell something was bothering him. Something wasn't right. Something was not happening in the 19 car that we've seen in the years past. Well, we found out what that was. That narrative's gone. All he's done now has come out and been a solid driver for us all season long, winning a race. Almost winning a race uh, last week, if he led hundred and forty some odd laps of that race. Yes, and it's not to finish it off. But um, again, he's been solid so many times, and and great for DFS purposes as well. Martin Truex Jr. right now, forty three or forty five point three fantasy points per race this season leads the entire circuit in that capacity uh 46 points last week 65 the week before 93 the week before that um got you one <laughs> at Talladega but eh, that's that's Talladega right uh but got you 50 before that 58 56 a string of solid dfs days for Martin Trick's Jr and again if we're going to plop him out on a short track where he definitely knows how to get things done um i, I definitely have no fear Spending ninety three hundred dollars on him as as one of the staples of my DFS lineup, and again, I mean, look, he's a little on the older side. He's never run North Wilkesboro, but you got to think that the the experience that he's got in all of his years, he can deal with many surfaces that some of these younger drivers probably would uh, would take a little bit of getting used to because this is this track in and of itself is not. It's not banked nicely. It's not, you know, set up to where it's all slick and, and sliding and all that. No, this is a roller coaster. And I mean that by the literal sense of a roller coaster of a track. There are dips, there are turns, there are elevation changes. The banking on it is is weird in ways that it's not on normal tracks that have just been outfitted properly for a NASCAR sanctioned event. So this is going to take a lot of driving knowledge right and martin trucks jr has got a lot of that to pull back on so if i'm going to count on somebody to so finish solidly and and maybe potentially lead some laps in this race it's martin trucks jr
1: yeah no arguments from me here i mean we've seen it from him lately right he seems to be back he's really good at a place like richmond which is sort of a comp track um and yeah i, I agree with everything else you said i i can i used to i used to find every way possible to argue against your ex, but the way things have been going for him this season, I there's no argument to be made against him. So I think that he's a solid play and, and like him where he's at here as well.
0: I, it's just he looks so much happier though. Like and sometimes you just have to clear your head and and get back to what you do you know well and and that's what he's done this season. And he just looks like he's having much more fun this year than he was last year for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean that's these, these drivers are humans too. Obviously, there was some things going on that you know and and that things in your personal life affect your performance at work and that's what happens with these guys as well obviously i do think he's he's kind of rejuvenated and and seeing things differently um and it's a completely different driver almost when you have 4 hours
0: in a car alone with your thoughts i mean obviously you've got the spotter in your head telling you where all the cars <laughs> are but like how do your brain not drift off every once in a while to what's going on i, I can't even imagine
1: yeah you're going pretty fast so you might be thinking about that a lot too but uh, yeah you that's, that's just a Sunday drive for these guys. I
0: was going to say, if you, they go fast every week. It's, it's, that's nothing right. new to them. Like, give give <laughs> them exactly. a challenge.
1: There you
0: uh, go. All right. We will take a step down to a mid-tier driver while Cody drifts off in his thoughts, and we take a break. But I want to thank all of you guys for watching Cody drift off News thoughts and watching all of us do what we do on a daily basis to bring this show to you on YouTube. It has been great to watch you uh, comment, to like these these videos, to just keep this channel flowing as it should. Uh, so continue to do that. Subscribe, click the likes. The YouTube algorithm loves it when you comment. Um, it's greedy like that. I personally love it just because i love seeing your guys's comments but obviously youtube has some grand plan for it so just continue to do that watch our channel rise watch your your channel rise i don't even want to say our channel uh and and just continue to have fun with us as we continue to have fun with you next season we may put some more bells and whistles but for now just enjoy our lovely faces and cody's lovely array of uh, nascar paraphernalia behind him so uh yeah I mean, I beg you enough every day. I beg you enough all the time. I'm not going to do it anymore until tomorrow. Uh, I, I, that's it. That's all I got. I, I'm just going to get out of it.
1: One of my favorite parts of the ad reads. How's Rod How's Rod going to find his way out of the YouTube ad
0: read? <laughs> the, the best way to do it? Just stop.
1: <laughs> just stop. There you just go. Stop. Can't argue with that.
0: <laughs> uh, leave him going. Was that it? I, I. Was he done? I don't know. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, Cody, we have some mid tier drivers to get to to uh, fill out some of these DFS lineups. Who you got?
1: Yeah, it's really weird to think of this guy as mid tier, but the pricing dictates it this week. The fourth highest priced Hendrick car on the slate. Yes, he is priced below Josh Barry. That's crazy, but it is Chase Elliott. Um, also, he's uh, the fourth highest fantasy points per race so far this season. Not at a full sample size of races, of course, because he missed some time. But he's been fairly consistent uh, this season overall. Um, In his return, he has not finished worse than... I just had it in front of me. Um, Let's see. In his return, he's not finished worse than 12th. So he's got five races back. 12th place is the worst finish. Um, So he's been consistent, which there's a few guys that really scare me up front. Surprise, Ross Chastain. Uh, Kyle Larson has not finished a lot of races this season, but chase Elliott, we saw it last week, right? He, he limped home that number nine car in the third position. Um, and he's been getting solid finishes. He's shown flashes of speed. It's not necessarily been there all the time. Every week he is the most popular driver. So it's hard to say he's not going to have a lot of play. Plus he's at a cheap price. I think that's still going to be attractive to a lot of people. So I think that he he will get lots of play, but if you go back to last season, 2022, of course, on this next gen car, some tracks that again, no, nothing straight comparison, but some some similar ish tracks. He had a fifth place finish at Richmond, a second place finish at Bristol, he won at Dover, um, a second place finish at New Hampshire. Uh, again, that's an array of of different styles of tracks, but all considered short tracks. Right, Dover, I guess, could be considered a intermediate i think we is how we kind of compared it the other day but shorter tracks um with some solid finishes uh we saw it when they uh the first time the all-star race moved to somewhere different they put it in bristol chase Elliott comes out dominates it wins it the first time they move the all are the championship race to a different place from phoenix it's or from homestead rather where it had been since for a long time 98 or something like that uh they moved to phoenix chase Elliott wins it that first time so maybe there's also a first-time narrative for Chase Elliott here, uh, the first time back at North Wilkesboro. I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of a stretch, but uh, I'm going to roll with it. Uh, I do think that he's got the uh, – I love how screwed up, too, by the way, that DraftKings has these. So when I was looking at Joey Logano on here, it says he's racing for Thor Sport, which he did do at the Bristol Dirt Race in the Truck Series. And Chase Elliott is listed under McAnally-Hilgrim Racing. <laughs> Which is where he raced in the Daytona race at the, for the trucks. So, I, you know, whatever. At least the pictures are correct because sometimes the pictures aren't even right. It's very interesting. But uh, uh, sorry, I just, it, it caught me off guard there for a second. But I do like some Chase Elliott this week. I know there's some people, the Gandy, he's going to say, you like Chase Elliott every week. I do. But again, we're having fun this week. You can play guys who you want to play. Um, and he does have that upside, right? And he's the fourth highest priced. Hendrick guy on here, so you can still get a Hendrick guy in here. 8,300. Like, when are you ever going to see Elliot at that price? Like, looking back, he was 96 last week, 98, 10,800, 10,100, uh, 9,300. But he is not very cheap very often. You're getting a little bit of a break on him here. Um, and, and he does have that upside of if he qualifies well, if he runs well, he could be up front early um, and, and pull away, lead a bunch of laps fastest laps by the way i believe he is the only driver in the field that has won at north wilkesboro before because that late model race i referenced before chase elliott rode that uh which this is pretty cool they have an elevator lift that lifts the car up into victory lane that lift miraculously is still working i don't know if they had to put some work into that or not after sitting for so long but it does work the uh drivers will be lifted up on that lift elliott's had that ride once before Maybe he can do it again.
0: That would be awesome. But, uh, you know, not only that, though, and we talked about the the Dominator points, He's he's got the opportunity to put down a bunch of them, too. I told you, he is second on the list for laps led on short tracks since 2020 uh, at, at 1,066 laps. That's a lot of points sitting out there. He's got seven top five finishes in that span as well. So, I mean, you know, he's, he's definitely good for it, and I think – Yeah, if anybody can get it done at $8,300, I feel like that's such a steal for Chase Elliott. So, yeah, definitely lock him in. I almost don't care where he starts at this point. If he starts at the front, the opportunity to lead laps is there. If he starts in the back, he's going to probably find his way up to the front. So, uh, solid play all around. Another solid play, and this guy's priced as to how he's done so far this season, and that's Kyle Busch at $7,900. It's definitely been a season that I think Kyle Busch Kind of wants to at points forget. He's got two wins, which you should yeah. celebrate, right? But on top of that, in thirteen starts, he's only got six top ten finishes. He's he's locked into the playoffs for sure, uh, which it means you know he's been experimenting. But he's DNF'd in three races so far this season, which is a frustrating thing for what's going to be a championship contender by the end of it, right? So you're frustrated there already. He's had finishes of 35th, 32nd, 21st, 21st. Like again, for for Kyle Busch, he's been frustrated quite a bit this season. However, he's still Kyle Busch. He's still dangerous, he's still one of the best drivers in the league uh in this on the circuit. Kyle Busch has uh led 310 laps around short tracks in the and uh, since 2020. But he also, he's got 11 top 10 finishes in that. space. he's second only to Joey Logano in that regards and tied with Chase Elliott. So uh, 11 top 10 finishes for Kyle Busch, which obviously translates into a good day. And even still, two years ago when they came to the, the Coliseum for the Clash for the first time, he finished second to Joey Logano in that race, right? And remember, that was a good race. Uh, Kyle Busch looked like he could even have won that at, at points in that race. Uh, but he finished second to Joy Logano in the end. And then this year, in his first year, in the eight, he finished third at the Clash. So, again, it's not a comp track, but it's a unique short track that has different setups, right? I mean, obviously, the, the Clash is not your standard, you know, 250-lap uh, short track race or 400-lap short track race. This is a, a different design. This is a different format, so it could fit right into Kyle Busch's wheelhouse to be able to run a race like this because we know Kyle Busch is a good drag racer. Kyle Busch loves to get aggressive. He loves to come out fast. He loves to get physical uh, with other guys because that's just the way he is. Now, granted, when other guys get physical with him, he doesn't like it, but he he will get physical uh, and and get rowdy, as it were. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, again, this I feel like this is... Just tailor made for Kyle Busch to be Kyle Busch and get out there, nose around some cars, um, you know, mix it up with some folks like he did at the Clash. And uh, and and again, this is not points race. So these guys, as long as they come back with a car that's not completely tore up, it's a good day for them. And it's a better day if they come away with a million dollars.
1: Yeah, I think that that Kyle does have a little bit of the low ceiling. Obviously, some of the inconsistent finishes, but. He's got or low floor rather. He's I always mix those up. I'm so Cody. Bad.
0: Is your house set up differently? Do you have a, a the ceiling that you're? What for? did Michael
1: Jordan say once? The floor is the ceiling. Yeah, I think it's something like that. So <laughs> if Michael Jordan messes it up, I think I'm okay to mess it up too because he doesn't mess up much. But uh yes, the uh, the floor is the ceiling. The ceiling is the floor. I don't know which direction's up. I don't know what day it is. I don't even know what's going on. But. Uh now I totally lost what I was going to say. Just about <laughs> Kyle, Kyle, Bush, Bush. No. Yeah. Kyle Busch. No, Kyle Bush, I do think um he's got a high ceiling, a low floor. There we go. That's where I was trying to go with that. But uh yeah, I do think that it could easily pan out very good for him. Um he's been doing some late model racing and stuff, so this is kind of the perfect the perfect type of track for that. Uh so yeah, give me some Kyle Busch.
0: Yep, I'm not afraid to take a chance on Kyle Busch uh, at all. So uh, and, I, and again, I don't see that's the thing, too, is that people may come off of him, too, because of how he's been doing lately. And, and they know that he's not the most consistent of drivers. He can win you or he could not, you know, he can win you a week or he can definitely lose you a week. But um, I think you'd be remiss if you did not have at least one lineup out there with Kyle Busch. Uh, all right. Those are our mid-tier drivers. We will step away one more time. When we come back, we'll load you up with some value drivers for some salary relief, even though you probably won't need it. On this slate, but uh, we'll give it to you anyways. We'll give you who we think you should round out your lineups with after this. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. If you're on YouTube, you just saw me make the cardinal mistake of hitting the wrong button on my button pad. I've hit this button a million and a half times in my life my fingers didn't know where to go if you're listening on the podcast you have no clue because i edited it out so (laughs) you guys are lucky uh if only if only Streamyard had some better editing quantity that i can come in and snip that but oh well we're we're good
1: it's it's hard to clip the the videos too because then you kind of notice the gap it's not not as easy to hide our blemishes in the uh in the youtube part of things
0: youtube saw it first so
1: yep but oh well
0: all good we got some value drivers. Let's let's line them up.
1: Yeah, so I was going to dig a little far. Well, first of all, Rod stole my pick. I picked a guy, went to enter it in the document, and yeah, Rod had, Rod had beat me to it. So I fully agree already with his pick. But uh, I kind of I had put one guy in, and I changed my mind. Bubba Wallace, only 6,900. Nice this weekend. Um, he has been solid lately. He has shown a lot of speed. He's going to be racing in the truck series race getting those practice laps in early this week um but he has been delivering good results lately 43 points last week 62 48 tossing eight in there but 36 30 27 he has got a lot of good laps or good races lately a lot of good finishes um and he's just had a car week in and week out every every week it's kind of like oh okay here's bubba again we saw it last week um Generally doesn't qualify super well, but he qualified, I think, second, led the first lap. Uh, He was right out of the gate, had some speed, Um, but we saw it last week, starts second, finishes fifth, has a nice, solid day, laid down 15 fastest laps in that race. Um, Week before at Kansas, starts 17th, finishes fourth, 15 fastest laps in that race as well, laps led in both of those races. Um, And again, I think that I'm just starting to see more and more from Bubba in I know a lot of people are hard on him. I know he's hard on himself, but he's a guy that we're going to continue to see hanging around. He's a guy that's that, that we have to pay attention to and getting him all the way down at this price. I mean, if you look, so he's at 6,900. You look at some of the guys around him, Justin Haley, more expensive. Brad Keselowski. I get that. Michael McDowell, more expensive. Uh, Maybe they're factoring in that these guys will have to start at the back because they're coming from the open. Maybe that's part of the pricing here, I guess. Um, But it's very interesting. Chase Briscoe, only $100 cheaper. He's already locked into this race. Uh, Chandler Smith, only $200 cheaper. Some of these things just aren't like the others. Uh, And Bubba's got some upside um, to get you a very solid finish. He could easily come out and win this race. It wouldn't be that much of a surprise um, either. Uh, so yeah, give me some bubble walls at only 6,900. Um, after we put in our, our four original guys, you still had an average of 7,400 to spend for the rest of everything. So I bumped it up a little bit to the higher side of the low tier, but obviously with only limited amount of choices for this one, I think you'll be able to do that in the race. Um, and so yeah, 6,900. Give me bubble walls.
0: I don't know that I've ever really seen anybody who's as hard of themselves as I am hard on myself like that dude is like literally flogs himself just for every mistake that he makes and i'm like i thought only i did that that's <laughs> like yeah, i'm no. I'm gonna go to bed now and i'm gonna hear the the driver start your engine uh hot button because i messed yeah. it up
1: that's funny yeah I, I don't i don't deserve to be the host of this I anymore host just this need school. to replace me cody's
0: cody's gonna go ahead and take it over that they're yeah, gonna I'll fire know. me for that
1: <laughs> I, I don't want to have to push the buttons i just like talking and <laughs> And messing around on the side while you're doing all the ad reads. <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, somebody who's not going to be messing around while everybody else is driving around him is Chris Busher. $6,400 for young Chris Busher. I don't know what happened that RFK has decided that it has become a contender this season, but and maybe they're not to the level that everybody else is yet. I mean, maybe they're not to the Hendricks, to the Gibbs, to the wall. Uh but it is it is nice to see these guys actually take a step up from what they were last season because obviously last season was just a rough go around in that first year uh with Kozlowski on board. Didn't look good for the 6, didn't look good for the 17. But we talked about it too in the betting episode as far as these guys, they've been running within a couple of positions of each other. So it's not as if Kozlowski's had this fantastic car and Bushers suffered, right? Or or vice versa. Even the Bushers had a great car and Kozlowski suffered. These guys are both bringing solid quality cars to the track each and every time. And what I love about this even more so, uh, I think I gave you his price, right? $6,400 <clears throat> is that he's locked into it. Like there's no, he's not, he doesn't have to fight in the open. He's in this race. So, you can put him in your lineup right now and feel okay putting him in your lineup, right? And, that, and it doesn't matter where he starts, in my opinion, because I think he's good value for the back of the pack because he'll probably find his way up to the top 10, right? And that's a few place differential points there. Maybe even sneaks in a top five. I don't know how froggy he feels, but um, I, I kind of foresee a, a quality day for Chris Busher all the way around. And look, recently he's actually been. Blown the doors off of your DFS lineups, right? Last week, he was $7,600. He got you 51 points. That's a hell of a day. He got you 51 points at Talladega on a $7,700 salary. He got you 60 points uh, at at Echo Park for $7,700. He's been putting in very quality days. Daytona, $7,100. He got you 54 points in that. Hell, even on days where he's only getting you 31 at $7,700, that's still not bad for a guy in that price range, right? Um, he's only lost you points once this season in Atlanta, and he's only gotten you single-digit fantasy points once, and that was <clears throat> at the Toyota owner's 400 Uh and, and so, you know, that was the only day that he really, really missed it. He started seventh, finished at 30th. Uh, but he did have 42 fastest laps. But yeah, that's, that's exactly
1: what I was about to point out. That's Richmond, which again one of the closest comparison tracks ended up having a bad day because he got caught up in something late but he did have 42 fastest laps showed speed that day his win that got him into this race was at bristol last year again it's it's a little bit of a stretch but it's a shorter track they showed speed there i i love this play i was very sad that you stole it from me i almost deleted it from your side and put it in my side but I didn't go that far.
0: But that's not how the game is played, Cody. That's not how the game is played.
1: Yeah, you think that now until I do it sometime and you don't <laughs> notice.
0: <laughs> i mean
1: like, I, we're going to be going down the bets, you're going to be like, did I put
0: this in there? <laughs> I swear
1: I put Chris Good in I've there. Been, we're like 180 episodes into this. I haven't done it yet. I'm playing
0: the long game but it's coming so oh, you're gonna you're back. gonna catch me <laughs> sleeping one of these days i have no <laughs> doubt about it but uh yeah yeah like i said give me chris busher i i definitely think of all the plays uh on the board this is such a great dfs play this is one of those sneaky dfs plays too because everybody's gonna be looking around for for value and i think both of ours bu- bubba too is a, is a good value so um,
1: yeah, definitely. and I think that Butcher is not a guy that anybody's going to look at and say, well, he could win this race like a guy like Bubba. You, you can say that, but but he's going to get you a nice, solid day. He's not going to be overly aggressive because he's not going to be you know, trying too hard to win. He's just going to have a nice, solid run like he does most weeks, um, and I think that's going to be perfect for your fantasy points.
0: I think he's just going to be happy to be there, honestly, and not have to yeah. worry about racing. He's got to earn
1: his way in. He's just, yeah. He's locked in in the show. The sponsors love that. Both RFK cars are in there. Uh, so, yeah, good good week for them.
0: Good week for them. Good week for you. Let's uh, get out your pen and paper and tell you all about who we think you should lock into your DFS lineups. Cody started you out with one Joey Logano and his glasses at $9,700. I gave you Martin Truex Jr. without his glasses at $9,300. Cody gave you Chase Elliott at 83 I said Kyle Busch at 79 Cody said Bubba Wallace at 69 nice and I gave you Chris busher at caught me sleep I'm sorry. I did I did see <laughs> I got you and I said Chris Busher ride it out at 6400 obviously you can fit all these guys into one lineup go ahead and do that if you want but of course you know roll out a couple more pick some pick some folks pick and pieces and and twos and build your own Frankenstein lineup based on what we gave you uh, again and if you get a really good hit post it on uh, social and let us know how you did? Because we want to see all of those green, green, green lineups for you. Love it, love it. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's bring this one to a close. Uh, we got another fun episode that we'll do for you tomorrow. Obviously, DFS coming out a day early because no Xfinity, and that's fine. So Sadly, it gives you, yes, yeah, but yeah, but it gives you an extra day to load yeah. up on it.
1: Exactly, yeah. DFS early, and then yeah, we got some fun stuff in the works for uh, for our Friday show. So definitely tune back in if you haven't go back listen to the bob pockers interview on monday again that was a super fun time uh talked about quite a few different things nascar gambling he's a fan of momentum by the way which we loved i like that you clipped that put that on your twitter that was great um and yeah it's it's been a great week been a fun week this is again kind of just a uh, relax a little bit shake it out have fun not too much pressure this week uh coming off a, off that 10 to 1 byron hit last week feeling feeling another good one coming this week so I'm excited. It's going to be a fun week of, of festivities at North Wilkesboro. And enjoy
0: every second of it.
1: We will be back tomorrow with more. Cody, in the meantime, let
0: everybody know where they can find you on social media.
1: Yep. Follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore You can find all my work over there. And uh, follow the show as well, at NASCAR Gambling.
0: Do that. Go back again. Listen to all the fun stuff that we got. Uh, the betting episodes, the trucks, the cup, Bob. Oh, that guy. We only had like 15 minutes with him, but boy, it was so much fun, like you said.
1: Yeah, it was great. So
0: follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez, Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, where the back road kicks off, uh, and you can watch it on YouTube right now. And then, of course, I am back on For Frequency's Sake. There's a link in the bio to that. Keep an eye on my Twitter feed as I post my first article from them. Uh, And yeah, it's fun to be back there. We'll see you tomorrow with more. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride.